Hello and welcome to Origin Gates. I'm Jane Schroeder and I'll be sharing some more journeys and adventures of the Celtic Saints. Today I'm going to talk a bit more about Scotland and one of the most famous ones, St Columba. I'm only going to share a little bit of some of his stories but you're going to really enjoy this one. This is a new story to me and I learned it a few weeks ago when we were filming for recording of some of my podcasts that Lord laid on my heart to do fireside and seaside chats during this beautiful weather we're having in at, at the moment in the United Kingdom. It's unusual, it's not windy in Scotland right now, it's very sunny and very hot, it is beautiful. And a couple of weeks ago I visited a place called Porton Cross Castle. It's beautiful, it's where the kings were laid out to rest before they would take their last journey out through the cove on a boat all the way around the estuary, Glasgow, all the way to the island of Iona. It's actually quicker to go to Iona by sea than it is by land. So Lance was telling me that he's been visiting these places he calls the thin places between heaven and earth. And one place recently he visited, one of the most dramatic stories I've heard in ages. It's a place near Inverness and it's called Craig, Craig Fadrick. Craig Fadrick was a hill fort, the capital place where the High King of the Picts lived. And during Columbus' time, when he come over across from Ireland, he thought, I'm going to go and visit this High King of the Picts. Now, it's interesting, Craig Fabric. It's very similar to some stuff I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Denad, Kilmartin Glen, that was also a hill fort. But history seems to point that Craig Fabric, wow, Craig Fadrick was the capital fort of all the Peckish people. Wow. It's incredible. So Columba had only been in Scotland, he'd only arrived a couple of years previous and had established himself on the Iona where he'd established the monastery and a teaching school where people would come to inquire of the Lord and learn scriptures and the most incredible poetry, music. Oh, it was just incredible. As we know, it changed the culture of the United Kingdom and the Wild Islands forever. So... Columba decided to go on his first long major journey. He went up to what's called the Great Glen. And on this route, it sort of divides Scotland up from one, one side to another. And halfway up is Inverness. It's roughly from where I live, about a five hour drive. Right up north, as they say. A wee bonnie Scotland, the north of Scotland. So St. Columba decides he's going to go up and meet the High King. Now he's, in a, he's, he's a missionary from Ireland. He wasn't well known, nobody knew him. But he was full of faith, full of fear of the Lord and full of no turning back. It's interesting, the Celtic saints, they would read scripture. They would read about these incredible things that people had done before them, their ancestors. They would read it. They would take it to heart. They wouldn't even 
turn a whisker, they would do it. They believed it. That is such an incredible lesson for us today. They believe, it was like blind faith, but incredible faith. And that's what I believe why they saw so much power, so many healings, you know, things created from nothing. It was incredible. Favour over the land, favour over the people. And of course, the great honour towards women. Wow. So, Columba had been through some really broken times of his life, some really hard times, which we'll go into on another Wisdom's Echo chat. He'd felt brokenness, he'd felt abandonment, he'd felt a lot of difficult situations, hard times. But true to character, Columba goes straight to the High King of the Picts. But the king, in the meantime, gets word that Columba is coming. So he battens down the hatches. He orders them. He commands his leaders. His, I don't know whether they had an army or not, but the, the, the leaders, the warriors, to close the large wooden gates of the fort. And they used to put this great big iron bar across the gate. So it made it very tight, shut, secure. The story goes that Columba walked straight up to the gate, made the sign of a cross. And of course, this would have been a normal, you know, spiritual demonstration of authority in those days. <laughs> you could just imagine him doing it, couldn't you? So he commanded the gate to open. I don't know how he said he did it and what he did was he threw his arms in the air or shouted, he just said, open. To everyone's surprise, the iron bar snapped in two, the gates flung open wide and nobody pushed the gates open. These huge, heavy wooden gates were wide open with the spiritual, supernatural power and authority that Columba carried from Yeshua. Wow. Just take a moment. He just made the sign of a cross and commanded, like David, when the giants and Saul king was scared and they were all, he was shouting every day, you know, at the Israelites. And he was like, why are you scared of my living God, the living God, the almighty God, the majesty of God, the power, the doominous power. And of course, we know he took five stones in a sling and went the giant in the forehead. <laughs> That's how I see it anyway. So he commanded the gates to open, then he walked straight through up to the king's palace. He wasn't scared, he moved in the fear of the Lord. It's incredible, isn't it, to think that Columba got the attention of the high king of the pits, the Picts, in the capital city, he got his attention. And guess what? As we know, he was converted to Jesus Christ. Now, I don't know, it doesn't say whether it was there and then the king got converted. But all as we know is, or whether they met over the years, but we know that he was converted. And this swung wide open the doors for the gospel to sweep 
through the Pictish people and the Pictic, Pictish nation and the world of the Picts. Now when Lance was praying about this and he visited Crag Fabric, wow. He was asking the Lord and the Lord said to, to Lance, I call this spiritual archaeology. So while he was praying and asking the Lord when he was there, walking the land, he felt like the Lord was talking to him about unveiling. That people that had been behind the scenes for years in the hidden place praying, following Yahweh in the fear of the Lord, in truthfulness and holiness, that there's going to be an unveiling, a revealing, because of this dramatic event that took place in the land. This thin place has now become a place of unveiling. That's incredible. The man Columba, who had come across as a missionary, all of a sudden, when the doors flew open of the capital city of the High King of the Picts, he became known for doom and his power, for truthfulness, for holiness, for the fear of the Lord. As he walks up to the king and confronts him right in the face, it says face to face. I see it like this. It's a bit like God peeled back the veil of who this man was, Columba. He peeled back the veil to re re reveal a man of God, a man who worshipped with all of his heart, all of his spirit, all of his mind, the one true God. He worshipped him in spirit and in truth, in power and authority, that no other Pictish Druid could match and walk in the same power. And the Druids in those days walked in some power. Wow. I feel like it's sort of the revealing of Columba to the world at this moment in time. To the people of Scotland. In fact, to the people all over the United Kingdom. He operated in such power, but such humility, but such authority, such holiness and the fear of the Lord. Eight years later, this missionary from Ireland is chosen to anoint the Celtic kings of the Gaelic kingdom. Guess where at? Dernard! Kilmartin Ford in Argyleshire, Butte, which is a place we absolutely love and visit regular. Columba gained a position of power, so from a place we can pray from, for God's unveiling of us and people around as he lays on our heart. We can pray specifically for one another and for those the Lord is revealing right now in this time and season. It is just amazing to spend time with Lance, to step into these places, to go to these places, to these thin places he calls them, to see the most incredible miracle signs and wonders. And it says, doesn't it, in 2 Corinthians 3, 8, with unveiled faces, we, we are the same image from glory to glory of God's glory. 
So Lord, today we welcome your unveiling. We delight and we turn towards you, we bend towards you and your precepts. We thank you, Lord, that we are light, the light into the lights. And like the 24 elders, they would bend and cast their thrones down before, their crowns down before Yahweh. And in an instant, in a moment, things would change. It's beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for the unveiling and the unveiling of, the, of the, those in authority today. And Columba and these Celtic saints, they would write the most beautiful prayers absolutely beautiful prayers. I'm just going to read one to you now. May the love of the three give birth to a new community. Yahweh, Yeshua, HaKadesh. May the yielding of the three give birth to a new humility. May the life of the three give birth to the new creativity. May the togetherness of the three give birth to a new unity. May the glory of the three give birth to new life. Wow. They came out with the most beautiful poetry, the most beautiful bards. Here's another one. Delightful it is to stand on the peak of a rock, in the bosom of the island, gazing on the face of the sea. I hear the heaving waters chanting a, a tune to God in heaven. I see their glittering surf. I see the golden beaches, their sands sparkling. I hear the joyous shrieks of the swallowing gulls. I see the golden beaches, their sands sparkling. I hear the joyous shrieks of the gulls whoop whooping above the waves. I hear the waves breaking, crashing on the rocks like thunder in heaven. I see the mighty whales. I watch the ebbs and flows of the ocean tide. It holds my secret. My mournful flight from Erie. Contrite fills my heart as I hear the sea. It chants my sin, sins too numerous to confess. Let me, be, let me bless almighty God, whose power extends over the sea and land, whose angels watch over all. Let me, let me study sacred books to calm my soul and pray for peace kneeling at heaven's gates. Let me do my daily work, gathering seaweed, catching fish, giving food to the poor. Let me say my daily prayers, sometimes chanting, sometimes quiet, always thanking God. Delight it is to live on a peaceful island in the quiet cell, serving the King of Kings. Wow. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Thank you. Have an awesome day.